This is the Mr. J Underground Podcast Network. Recorded Hideaway Studios, Hemlock, Michigan. You're chilling with Mr. J. Chillin' with Mr. J. I'm Mr. J. The Chillin' with Mr. J podcast may contain language not suitable for children. Also, the thoughts expressed by Mr. J in the Chillin' with Mr. J podcast are that of only Mr. J. You can find the Chillin' with Mr. J podcast on podbean.com, Apple, and Spotify. Please subscribe, follow, rate, review, and comment. You can also follow all the Chillin' on Instagram at Chillin' underscore with underscore Mr. underscore J. That's Chillin' with Mr. J and all the fucking underscores on Instagram. Oh yeah, there is also the Chillin' with Mr. J voicemail hotline. That number is 989-372-6169. Call it, leave a message, tell me I suck, you love it, talk shit, ask a question, or maybe you want to come chill. Anything goes, so just call and leave a message at 989-372-6169. Hello there. Come on in. Have a seat. Oh, it's okay. Take your shoes off. Kick up your feet. We got a great show for you this week on the Chillin' with Mr. J podcast. It's episode 48, and we're in studio with more guests. That's right. We got more live in-studio guests for the third week in a row. I'm asking more people. More people are saying yes, and I'm excited about it. I'm excited about, hopefully, spring and summertime parties kicking back in action. I'm hopeful that we get to keep the restaurant staying open, at least where we are, and only to full capacity. And I hope that you guys understand what I'm about and what I'm doing here, and this is just my voice and my way of letting things out without having to put it in text and text battle people where they don't understand. If you listen to this and you don't understand what I'm about, then I guess you don't understand very much, because it's pretty obvious. A lot of people won't listen and just judge books by covers, the old saying there. Well, that don't work. Most of the time, people judge books by covers for bad reasons or whatever. In this situation with my guest today, Chef Lonnie from the Artisan Urban Bistro, I judged a book by the cover thinking just she was a chef. I've been to eat there a couple handful of times, and she seems knowledgeable. She carries herself like a chef. I just assumed she was a chef, so I made that assumption. Turns out she is a chef just like me, teaching herself, learning from her family, watching, observing, making mistakes, wanting, loving food, loving eating, loving where the food comes from, loving its history, loving talking about it. It it inspires me every week when I talk to these people that have gone to culinary school and wishes maybe they, not maybe wishes they did it, but says maybe they didn't need to. Or the people that appear that are chefs, that get respected as chefs in the community, in the city, and they haven't gone to culinary school. So this podcast is working for myself and Outlet, and hopefully other people hear that you can do whatever the fuck you want. You just have to be passionate about it, and I don't care what it is. I'm super excited about this conversation. I wish I wasn't so excited myself about talking to people when they agree to come in here because I don't ever expect anybody to say yes. But when they do, I get excited and I get all worked up and then I just can't stop talking. Luckily, Chef Lonnie knows how to control shit and she's okay with just cutting me right off and getting me back on track like a good leader does. 
She's a leader in the kitchen. I think she's definitely a leader in the community. I'm happy we had this chance to sit down and learn a lot more about her. Hopefully you listen and hopefully you learn a lot more about her and you learn a lot more about me and what we're actually trying to do with cooking food for people. If you don't know what to do when cooking food for people, you can call Chef Lonnie, Chef Speary down at the Artisan Urban Bistro, or you can call our sponsor. He's happy to help too. Why don't we take a quick word from said sponsor and we'll come right back to jump in the conversation. Thinking about having a party? Not really sure what you want to feed them, but you're for damn sure you don't want to cook for them. Well, Mr. J's is here to help. Affordable, delicious catering any day any week, any year. He'll cook you anything under any budget, and that's a guarantee. Call today, 989-493-0440. Or as always, email any questions to mr.jcatering365 at gmail.com. Mr. J's Catering is here for all your party needs. We got you, dog. All right, welcome back to the Chillin' with Mr. J podcast. We are on a roll with people on, man. I didn't know if I'd have anybody now. It's my third week with people in studio. And today we have, from my one of my favorite restaurants, I'll say top five. I don't want to disrespect anybody else, but when we go out, you're on the list of where are we going, the short list. We got Chef Lonnie and my man Jason, Jay, just like myself, Jason, Jay. Is your last name with a J too? Nope. Oh, yeah. damn. Right. <laughs> I win then. They call me Jay. They call him Jason. just kidding but anyway we're here with you guys thank you for coming we are just going to talk about food i guess sure restaurants food talk about you guys i thought you were just a chef because you you know we've been to the restaurant a few times you come out you're very knowledgeable about what you talk about you know like you how you talk you say things i can't say so i just figured you were a chef up until recently i was always guilty of people calling me a chef like i always wanted to be i wanted to go to culinary school that was my dream i didn't go and it crushed me and that, like, drove me for years, like, anger. Like, I'll show you motherfuckers. Like, I don't need that. I started meeting people that went through school that were at the same spot as me. I was just older. But now we're in the same spot. Okay, I got five years on you, but I guess if I can do it five years longer, we're even. So, you know what I mean? So, that's where I started learning. Um, where did you learn to love to cook? Did you ever feel that way as far as people calling you chef? Or I know chef is... People get caught up on that paper, and it's more you're feeding people. And Yeah, I don't have the paper, and sure, maybe someday I will uh, go to culinary school just to refine the things that I don't know. Um, but I am raised in the kitchen with my mother and my aunts, and traveling from parents, you know, the normal dysfunctional set of parents here and a set of parents here Mm -hmm. and they were eaters and they were food people and they taught us to try things and to experience things and the majority of the time I was with my mom and my stepdad 
he was a railroader slash we could go to great restaurants. We could go into different cities because we're always main cities, New York, Philadelphia, okay. Chicago. You traveled all over that. Yeah, pretty much my whole life. I went transferred a lot and then Clearwater, Florida for where my dad is every summer. So, you know, I love seafood and going out on all day boats and dropping a line and picking up a big old fish and That's taking it home and cooking it. So the joy of food. Right. And you've seen a lot of it. So as a kid, yeah. did you enjoy it as a kid? Or you're like, we're moving again. Like I, now looking back, you could probably re enjoy it even more. Cause you're like, wow, I had all this to see yeah. as a kid. Were you excited to move or were you? Oh yeah. Well, you know, it was, and it really goes all the way up until I was probably in my twenties. I didn't feel the need to necessarily, I didn't have an option with the move, first of all. So you go and you go to a new town, you meet new you people, you make the best of it. And it's kind of like I've got friends all over the place. So I can reach out and still contact people if I need to, which is really great. Sure. But then I did the military after high school. So you went to the military. Yeah, I was okay. in the army okay. for five years. My first two years, I was a light wheel vehicle mechanic. Okay. And so I could basically run a Jiffy Lube now if I needed to, oh, if I wanted to go well, in. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um, and then I went into the retail business for 24 years and I ran many corporation type retail stores. Wow. And so um, this is uh, just to, not to butt you all, but your journey is way more. Like, yeah. I'm glad you came in, and I'm glad this worked out, and I'm glad you're not a chef. I got the air, Mr. J, your quotes up, not a chef. She is a chef because she makes bomb-ass food. She's teamed up with Steve, who I've known a while. They run the Artisan Urban Bistro. It's on Hancock, right? Yeah, Hancock. It's on Hancock, and they... Steve makes... I will fight people if they don't agree with me that Steve makes the best pizza. I'll get At least you got to say Saginaw. I don't know. Yeah. He always has since his Woody's days. Yeah, he does. Um, you guys make... All your meals are delicious. My wife loves coming in there and trying everything and eating all kinds of different stuff. I always have a hard time getting away from fries and pizza. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But she always gets too much and I can eat all the things and it's always delicious. Um, so that's... Yeah. Thank um, you. I'm very lucky to have a great partner that enjoys food. As much, or if not more, than I do. Yeah, well, he's got his family background Italian, so yeah. he's always been, his whole life has been family, food, and all that, too. Huge. Just like you, yeah. So, back to, like, your culinary, you know, the culinary journey or whatever. You always just had your recipes because you always just grew up with your mom cooking every meal or your parents or whoever. Yeah, but when, when it, going in through the, uh, the military, I traveled 13 countries. So, uh, after I left the mechanic world, I auditioned while I was in the Army for the chorus and the Army Jazz Chorus in Germany. It's like singing or musician? Yeah, singing. Playing, singing? Okay. And I got chosen to sing for the jazz band. So, I was the lead vocalist for two and a half years and toured Europe in big Mercedes Greyhound oh, buses shit. with a 22-piece big band. This is It was crazy. <laughs> it was a, an experience. I wish I could remember everything. Uh huh. I, uh, I wish I had all the photos. I wish I had, you know, all of that. But the the experience was amazing. Sure. It's, so. Yeah. So you just got sick of retail and just wanted to start a restaurant, kind of. I thing? moved back to Michigan and had to reinvent myself. Uh, I had an ailing parent that I got four months with before she passed, and I knew I needed to start myself over. And I knew I was a great pie baker. 
So I became the Pied Piper and sold um, up to 80 pies a week uh, from wow. the Midland and the Bay City Farmers Markets. Awesome. And then my stepmom was like, why aren't you selling my pepper jam? And that's where the Pinup Girl Pepper Jam uh, party started. What? And Roughly a year? Making uh, pies? 2011. Okay. I moved just, back in 2010. Just for time frame. And okay. 2011 is when I started. And um, that was great. My mom's church opened up their kitchen for me to bake out of. Nice. And I had privacy, and I had books on CD, mm. and I made pies for days. And then right. would take them to the farmer's market and compete with everybody. From there, basically, I needed to find a job for the wintertime. I got hired from the World Cafe uh, in Bay City, and I was there uh, a year and a half. We did the uh, food court wars on home shopping, or not home shopping, what was that? Uh, Food Network. Food Network. Eh, Home shopping. Uh, And then I left her after that experience. So, and I got hired by Max in Bay City, and I ran their kitchen by myself for the first year and then after the second year I got some help in there and some great help but our relationship ended and I needed to go back into the pepper jam business full-time and then the Savoy hired me and I was there for a couple of years in in the back and then they'd have me serve when they needed and I do everything you do it you do it and um, I learned a lot from the Savoy the dedication, the, the the system itself of reading tickets to, you know, doing all the things that you have to to get a smooth business. The opportunity for Steve and I to take over Artisan fell in our lap. It was a post from a friend saying Artisan is closed indefinitely. We called the next day, set up an appointment. Uh, a week later, we had the interviews to see if we fit because... They weren't going to just rent to anybody. It's a beautiful restaurant. They put, you know, tons of money into it. First class kitchen. Uh, We sold ourselves and we got the gig and a month later we were open. But no one can do that. Or most people can't do that. We have years of experience. The know-how. I do all the, well, 99.5% of the shopping I do it myself. I don't have I big do box my, I vendors. Do I don't have somebody coming with a truck to, you know, drop off stuff. I can't afford that. Mm. I know how many pounds of this, that, and this we need every week, so I'm not throwing stuff away. So, and if I do, on Sundays after brunch, my staff's getting it. Sure, take, sure. Yeah. Take what's left here. You can have this. Otherwise, i got to throw it away. And they can take it home and make something mm. with it. So it's, yeah, common sense. I've been trying for a couple years now to get like some kind of group to where like, hey, okay, you guys run a fine dining restaurant, okay? I do catering and just whatever crazy shit I can think of, okay? Mostly just catering, okay? It's basically different. It's two different, mm-hmm. it's, totally, yeah, totally different experiences, totally different food, totally different. Can't always cook the same thing. Fo- totally different people running the or totally different in every way you could be yeah. different, okay? Why can't we? I know I'm not saying us personally because I think we could. Sure, we could. You know, but why can't other like why can't we get together and talk about ideas and use them and not be like like everybody thinks they're like inventing yes. food or inventing a dish. Like I don't know. You've obviously been around food your whole life. I've been around. I'm sure you have, Jay. 
it's the food's been the food. It's not nothing's been invented in years. Cow's been a cow, chicken's been a chicken. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's my biggest problem is like everybody's worried, like, oh shit, I'm gonna put pastrami on a hamburger and we'll call it a Reuben burger. I'm not gonna tell nobody about it, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, why don't we all get together and see who has a good one and then we can name it or something like you know what I mean? Like people ask me all the time, well, what's this? And I just tell them, go ahead, I don't care. Right. Like, what are you going to well, do? Go take down my catering business because you yeah. know my taco chicken recipe? That's you know, what it oh, is. God. People are, and that goes to many industries where you can't be hired by somebody because you worked here. Or you yes. have too much invested in this place that I can't take you away because you're going to tell my secrets. I can, I can tell you. Both you guys, let's just use a lamb shank, for example. Yeah. Okay, both you guys know how to cook a lamb shank, okay? You know how. You love to know how. I guarantee you, you cook them the same exact recipe, I guarantee that one with the love always tastes more. And people yeah. see that love, they know, because you're going to be like, here's my lamb shank. You're going to be like, here's my lamb shank. This was made with this. This was this. I did this. I took extra hour yesterday to soak this and this. And do this. You know what I mean? And that's, that's what I'm about. Right. And it's just simple. I don't do any, I do omelets, which is... Uh, omelets have been around uh, since the beginning. Of, it's a science. But I'm saying yes. To have a perfect yep. omelet and, is a science and what which I, always, I do not have. What I always learned was <laughs> one of the things that made me want to learn an omelet because most of my cooking come from diners, drive-ins, and dives, seeing these cool restaurants and these cool um, <laughs> cool recipes of people that just try crazy shit. You learned, I learned a lot. I learned, well, what, what was that seasoning? Then that's how I look something up or look into it. Anthony Bourdain is another one. Yeah. I don't cook that way. I don't live that lifestyle. I never will. I don't know it. But he made it seem like it, you know, he made it the everyday. It was reachable. Like the, he made it like an everyday thing, you know, like he was like, you know, he, you know, I don't know. I just, so that's where I learned. And his thing was, if you can make an omelet, you can hire, you should hire him. You know, you can always fix a bad attitude, but you can't fix a bad omelet kind of deal. You know, people learn so many different ways. You know, I had to go here and go here and go here and go here and go here. You know, and I've met people along the way that have taught me stuff or I feel comfortable with, but I still don't feel comfortable, um, like, in a room with chefs. I know Josh, who is great. He's a chef, and he is just a normal dude. But, I mean, you can tell by his business that's what he wanted to do. Yeah, but you know. can talk to him. That's, that's what I'm and saying. And he doesn't make you feel like yeah. you're, you know, coming into his place and, you know, you've got to act a certain way. The lingo is above my head. But I feel confident that if we're in a food competition, that I'm gonna, that I'm gonna not just me and you, but just me and whoever. That's just where my confidence is that I'm gonna get enough people to be like, that's good, even though it's simple. And that's where my simple is good comes simple from. Simple is better. I've learned what I'm doing here, like you learned your cooking from your experiences of food. I've learned what I'm doing here from watching bartenders, servers, cooks, dishers, busboys, managers, general managers. Here, there, corporate, family, everywhere, everywhere. I'm talking almost 20 years now of year at a time, different places, trying to find where I fit, trying to find this, finding it. Oh, fuck, this ain't the place. Oh, shit, damn. You know, like just, re, re, and I, I took all this information and I was like, I'm never going to find happiness in here because I can't work for anybody that isn't going to at least listen to what I'm saying. I mean, you don't have to do what I want. I don't want to make no money, but like, you know, there was just, mm-hmm. I could never answer it. I didn't like answering anybody. So I took all these flaws and I learned more from bad things. Like I started cooking, like just making shit and we'd buy something and I'd make half of it. Cause I knew it might not taste good the first time. 
You know, for my wife, we'd be like, how's it taste? Like, uh, luckily, she's honest and didn't try to get anything. She'd be like, this is fucking garbage. I ain't eating it. Well, we got half. Let's try it again. Dinner's going to be another hour and a half. You know, and that's what I learned. How I learned how, oh, well, you can't cook it that fast. You got to cook it a little slower. Or you can't cook it that slow. You got to cook it a little faster. Or you can't do that. You got to do this. You know, I can't, I can't teach nobody anything. I mean, I can, but you got to like ride along and learn. I can't, like, I couldn't explain to you how to do stuff I do. You'd have to just like be around and, you know what I'm saying? Not that you don't know what I know, but I'm just saying. But that's how I learned was through watching other people and making mistakes. If you have learned from your mistakes and planning parties is not as easy as you think, call our friends at the Artisan Urban Bistro. Old Town Saginaw, or you know you can call our sponsor. Too many people to feed? No damn time to do it? Call Mr. J's Catering, 989-493-0440. Mr. J's Catering makes your party pop. It's a skill that is fading away because of the internet. I know we can't live with the internet. I sound like an old guy every time I start. Blah, 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 internet, blah, 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 internet, blah. You know, blah, internet, fucking internet, ruin everything. If there wasn't internet for my kid, I bet you my kid would be a disaster right now. She's eleven, going to be an eleven-year-old girl, and if she didn't, if she had to be stuck in a house and not seeing her friends and not in school for a whole year without being able to FaceTime and text and play games on there with them, she'd be a mess because she'd have to deal with her parents. Uh, you know what, what I'm saying? Like, like what I had to do as a kid, we didn't have internet. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Well, I did the yeah. same thing, but I'm saying like you also didn't have. They weren't making you stay in your house and not talk to people. No, we were out. You we got to go exploring. talk to people, so you got to go see other people, and that's how she is. But like I'm saying, girl. you know what I mean? So like I'm happy there was, but it's also like, mm-hmm. like you have like talking to people is a small art, and it's feeling comfortable talking to people. And it's what I would have never have learned if I wasn't a 19-year-old server that was ner- back sweat coming down so bad trying to talk to a table for the first month because I just didn't want to fuck it up. I didn't want to I didn't want to spit yeah. out. I didn't yeah. want to do anything that was going to just embarrass the shit out of me. And then I was like, well, this is just talking to people. Most people just want to talk to you if you just talk to them like they're a normal fucking person. And you notice you the know? clues. Hey, if somebody's in a conversation, don't approach that table. Uh, you know, a yeah. warm smile goes... Yeah. A long way. If two people are holding hands all night and feeling up on their legs, you probably don't want to talk to them. They probably want to be alone. You can probably just be like, everything good? All right. Enjoy your night. You know? (laughs) Everything good? All right. You know? I ramble. I get... I don't like my my mouth... My words come out and my brain's not thinking of new words yet sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because I'm a a hustler. I'm a workhorse. I'm a overachieving line cook server that just did not want to be a line cook or a server. Not that I don't... Have anything against line right. cooks or servers? I love them. I wish I could be in a kitchen because where I feel the best is with line cooks or servers. Like when though that group of people, everybody feels a little uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Because everybody's had something in their life or made them feel whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? Everybody has a situation, but we put that aside for these four or five hours when we're busy as shit and we knock this out and it feels good. It feels great. It feels good to get it done and it feels good. And I that's what I miss more than anything being on my own. I've been knocking out by myself and I... You know, high five or go home and wake up my wife being loud, you know, but like, it's not, you know, like that's what I'm trying to build. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, Lonnie, I'm happy that we got to talk to them. I'm happy you came uh, out because thanks. I didn't like, it's really fascinating to learn like that. Like to learn, like, like to, like to learn from the place where it's from. 
Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I've, lear- I've learned Italian cooking from Italian people at Italian restaurants, but it was in Grand Rapids. Sure. Not that nothing wrong that's, with that, but I'm saying, like, wrong with that, right? but, and that's great. And, like, I take really good pride in learning all this stuff and re- remembering it and putting it all together in this hodgepodge, f- no menu mix up of craziness I'm trying to do here. And you get it, like, you learn from the source from here. And, like, I, there's, there's stuff I've learned that I don't remember until I get in the situation. And it'll, like, pop up from, like, South Carolina 2004, you know? Like, oh, shit, the fire, you gotta do this. You right. know, like, just, it's just weird, right. you know? And it's fascinating that here we are, and you own your business. I own my business. Um, I came how I came. You came how we came. Yeah. Totally different. Totally different. <laughs> I'm pretty much Carlton for 20-some years, okay? Just keep me right in there. My, my family history of cooking is maybe some Big Bill's nachos. Maybe we got Whoppers that night. Was like going out, eating big. That's my childhood. Like a typical 80s. Like my family, my mom cooked, but it was like, yeah. we cooked the stuff that an 80s mom would cook. Like the meatloaf that tasted like shit. So you eat the Pop-Tarts for dinner when everybody went to bed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now that yeah. wasn't bad, but there was a lot of stuff that it wasn't, she wasn't a cook. I didn't learn food. I didn't think about food. I didn't realize about food. Even until I was in my 20s. Yeah. And then I was just like, man, like food, like all these people come out for this food every time. And I just, all I'm doing is bringing this food and circulating this food. Yeah. And it's not like we're trying to serve anything different. We're just trying to enhance what you grew up with, what I grew up with. What can you do to make it better? Um, I'm not trying to be, you know, gastronomic type chef Mm -hmm. either because I'm not. I've always called our plates rustic. Uh, I don't know how to do little dots on the plate to make things perfect for a dessert. If I can throw some caramel and some cool spider web pattern, I'm pretty happy. You know, with homemade whipped cream instead of stuff out of a can. You can feel your passion. I know Steve, so I know, I know he loves making food. You know what I mean? And now I know, I know you, you live food. I've lived food just from, I'm, I'm not even more of the food. I always just wanted to own a bar. I just wanted to be the guy out there. Had the bar, like had the kitchen crew, had the waitstaff crew, had the guy that learned everything and could just kind of organize it and just be mingling and talking to people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're, right. we're, we are a bunch of everything. So no, if, I, if I can't have a server, then yep. we're doing it too. If I don't have a dishwasher, we're doing it too. If I got to mop the yep. floors, I'm mopping the floors. Yep. It's what you have to do. You know, thank you to the, the diehard Artisan Urban Bistro customers. Um, they are super for support and they continue coming back and drinking our beautiful wine um, that's made in our wine cellar from Donna and Larson Cottrell who own the building our winemakers I mean if if we didn't have this opportunity to share with Oracle Brewery um, they're our neighbor we're connected people can go in there and eat as long as they're buying beer you can bring beer over into our establishment if you don't want it's wine it's it's really we have such a great um partnership with the people in the in the community tina and pasongs frowley's on the yeah. corner the bread guy right next to us we're a little mecca right now old town in is old growing town. and there's a lot of good stuff down there yeah. like a lot of people that care are yeah. passionate yeah like your passions come through and that's that's what i think like i'm sure that's why your your customers come back that's why people call me when they want catering that's why people go wherever they go is because they feel the passion. Maybe not everybody. Sure. A lot of people go for 
whatever best they bang do. for your buck or whatever they want to just eat just to go because they got to eat something. You know yeah. what I mean? Not yeah. everybody thinks about food like we do, but the passion does show. And eventually, those people that don't know see it and they'll come to you and they'll be like, oh. I wonder why. Why did it take me so long? Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. You go sit we'll there. You, you enjoy your company. Go talk to somebody. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Check out Artisan Urban Bistro. 417 Hancock Street, Old Town. Facebook. I know you guys are on Facebook. Yep, and artisanurbanbistro.com. Dot com. Check them out. They do good stuff down there. Menus on Facebook. Brunch menus on Facebook. Our hours. Call for reservations. We'd love to have you join us. Call for reservations and go. I'll say it. I'll say it. This is Mr. J saying it. <laughs> go to your reservations. It's really rude. If you don't want to go, just say you don't want to go. I bet if you call even in like three hours ahead of time, they can probably find someone to fill it. We will. Just, just call. Even an hour. Someone's probably waiting outside. Or even then... a walk-in that has to stand there and wait 15 minutes. They will. You'll wait 45 minutes for that chain restaurant. You can wait 15 minutes for us. And if you call and cancel, even if it's 20 minutes before, you'll probably make someone's day standing right there that's getting turned away because your reservation is full and then it pops up and then it'll be the happiest night of their life. Boom. Thank you, guys. This has been fun. We'll do it again. Someday I'll get organized with this and have some kind of control. I just like to blabber and talk however it comes out, man. I'm a passionate guy that don't think too much. Thank you. Thank you, guys. That's fucking awesome, man. If you are still listening and you also think this is fucking awesome, please comment, share, rate, review, all of it. Do it. However you're listening to it, if it's Podbean.com, if it's Apple, if it's Spotify, help a brother out. Spread the love, spread the love, spread the love. If you don't want to spread anything around, but maybe you want to talk about something on the Chillin' Mr. J podcast, maybe you disagree, maybe you agree, maybe you want to tell me I am horrible at life. I don't care. Just call the Chillin' Mr. J voicemail hotline and tell me anything. That number is 989-372-6169. I encourage you to call that. I encourage you to say how you feel. And I encourage you to tell me what you think. So please call the Chillin' Mr. J voicemail hotline at 989-372-6169. And as always, I ask you to follow all the Chillin' at Chillin' underscore with underscore Mr. Mr. Underscore J. That's Chiller with Mr. J and all those motherfucking underscores on Instagram. And just remember, the best way to make shots is just keep shooting them. And I'll pull up from anywhere, but I'll never pull out. Get him! He's a PTPer, baby! <coughs> this is the Mr. J Underground Podcast Network. Peace out! Better call me back.